the Buddha said many times, right view comes first. So as we begin this period of community practice, group practice, beginning of this rains retreat, this is something to take to heart, to establish the attitude of right view. In this respect, right view isn't just a collection of ideas, but it's a way of seeing, a way of holding the experience of this present moment, this present reality. It's a counterpart uh, to self-view. These are the habits of of our conditioned thinking. I am doing, I should do. This is what I feel, what I think, what I'm doing, what I'm experiencing. Very naturally, very easily, our body, our mind, our world is cast into a framework of I and me and mine. So establishing right view is establishing that that uh, quality of wise reflection that notices that self-creating habit. So rather than beginning the meditation with, I should, I should sit up straight, or I should concentrate my mind, or I want to get the most out of this community retreat time, I'm afraid that my mind's going to be all over the place. Whatever there might be in passing through the, the, uh, the field of thought, to establish right view is to notice, to feel, to sense those self-centered habits. To feel them, to know them. To recognize that sense of I should, I must, I want to, I don't want. Those are thought forms, they're attitudes that arise and pass away. So the right view of samaditi is that place of vision. It's an attitude of knowing, conscious awareness. It's a non-conceptual, wordless quality. It knows thoughts and feelings but it's not a thought or a feeling in and of itself. It's a quality of attitude, a mode of seeing, of knowing. Or bringing attention to the physical posture, feeling our body here in the, the temple or wherever we happen to be at this moment, feeling the presence of the body, Noticing the posture, and the thought might arise, oh, I should sit up straight, I'm kind of slouching here. I should sit up straight, bring my mind to the breathing, focus on the present. That's what I should be doing. 
establishing right view is to to notice those I should, I must, I want to. Noticing those. Not suppressing them, not believing in them, but recognizing that's the habit. This is the familiar track that the, the mind goes down. The patterns of thinking follow each other in that way. The right view informs the right effort, setting a direction for our practice, for the work that we are gathered together to do. So we bring attention to the posture, notice how the body is sitting, rather than, I should sit up straight, I'm slouching here, or I'm really tense, I'm uptight, I need to relax. Those kind of thoughts or judgments arise, notice that. Without pushing them away or grasping hold, notice that. Bring the attention to the body itself. If we are sitting and we notice that the the spine is a bit slouched, the posture isn't very energetic, rather than following that, I need to sit up straight, I need to energize. Just bring the attention fully and completely to that slouched feeling, the sensations of the spine. Without trying to do anything, let the awareness of that have its own effect. I like to call this the self-adjusting universe. Just by bringing attention to the spine, the way the body is sitting, without me trying to do anything, just let the awareness have its own effect. So there's the the effort to be awake, to be aware, then the awareness has its own transformative effect upon the body. And you find that the, if the body has been slouching, kind of uh, void of energy, the presence of that awareness leads the, the back to straightening, stretching, growing to its comfortable, natural limit. You don't have to do anything. Just let the awareness have its own effect. Similarly, if we bring attention to the body, we find that the system is really tight, tense. Letting the awareness settle upon those feelings, stressing in the spine or across your shoulders and your neck, Again, without trying to do anything, let the awareness, that knowing quality, have its own effect. Feeling the body adjusting, softening, relaxing, without it being, I should relax, 
I need to loosen up. Just like the, a heat lamp softening a tightened muscle or the, the sun coming up in the morning and evaporating the dew on the grass. It's a natural process. It works on its own. It's a self-adjusting system. And what guides it towards a quality of integration, balance, balancing energy and relaxation, settledness and alertness. It's this very awake, aware quality of the heart, of the jitta, that's the informing principle, the guiding principle. With that quality of, of awareness, the presence of that Buddha wisdom, that knowing quality, that's what helps the whole system to integrate, to find a natural balance. Self-view, the I and the me and the mind, doesn't have to be involved at all. It's a self-adjusting system. I encourage us to experiment with this. The more that a sense of how this works, a feeling for this principle, this guides all the aspects of effort in the way we work with the body, work with the mind. We develop the the Eightfold Path. A right effort is an effort. There's a direction. There's a a guiding of the the body to a, a posture that's balanced in energy and relaxation. Guiding the mind towards a quality of a focus, paying attention to the present reality, but also peacefulness. When a feeling for right effort, a sense of how right effort works, then that direction that we give towards concentration, towards a relaxation, calming the mind, focusing the mind, all of that effort is similarly free of self-view. It's not me trying to get concentrated, me trying to to be focused, me trying to be peaceful, me trying to get rid of the the uh, hindrances of sense desire or ill will or restlessness, dullness. The effort in training the mind, there's a direction, a direction towards peace, towards clarity, towards freedom, yes, there's a path and a, a goal. But that path and the goal can be cultivated, realized, free of self-view, free of those self-centered, eye-making, mind-making habits. The direction is given in our practice towards concentration, towards peacefulness, 
towards liberation. But that direction isn't tied up with bhavatanha, the desire to become, vibhavatanha, the desire to get rid of. Instead, that directionality, that guidance, comes directly from mindfulness and wisdom, the attunement of the heart to the present reality. Mindfulness and wisdom guides the choices that are going to be useful, beneficial. I, the Atta, self-view, conceit, doesn't have to be involved at all. So effort is being applied, direction is being given, but that's not stressful, it's not limiting, it's not burdensome. It's like going for, a, going for a walk, just to go for a walk. You can enjoy it. You can even walk quickly. But you're not trying to get somewhere. You're with the act of walking, enjoying the act of walking. It's delightful in the process and delightful in the, the goal that it, it arrives at, where the walk leads you to. So at the beginning of a period of group practice like this, focusing attention on the formal aspects of meditation, these are areas to bring attention to. Notice how strong the habits of self-creation are. I want to be, I've got to get rid of. I should be this way, I shouldn't be that way. I want to have more of this, I want to be less of that. Notice those self-creating habits. Listen to them. Feel them. Without suppressing them, without buying into them, without fearing or resenting them, just loosen the grip on those. Let go. Relax the habit of believing in those thoughts, those attitudes, to cultivate this quality of knowing the present state. Trusting in awareness, as Lumpur says over and over again. Trust in the awareness and see what the impact of that awareness has. Awareness informs action. When the heart is truly awake, truly attuned to this present reality, it continually informs the actions that are taken. The words that I'm choosing to say the way the body sits. The attitude towards the flow of thought and feeling, perception. When to move ahead, when to stop. When to be fast, when to be slow. When to be quiet, when to speak up. Awareness informs action. In this way, we're truly following the Buddha's path embodying the Buddha's way of vicha, charana, sampano, perfect in knowledge and conduct, fully attuned in awareness and in action. <laughs>